There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 73 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 13 of season 2 of The Magicians. So this is crazy, and I am going nuts with this being the finale, which it it felt like so much more, if that makes sense. (laughs) So before I go crazy, Steve, let's talk about the ratings. All right. This episode brought in a 0.2. Two seven in adults eighteen to forty nine and had six point six seven million viewers, making it the twenty fifth overall cable show. Now episode ten, the girl who told time, we've got the live plus seven days. It tied for fourteenth in adults eighteen to forty nine total gain, going from a zero point three to a zero point seven for an increase of zero point four. That tied for ninth in Adults 18 to 49 percentage gain by increasing by 133%. We were 23rd in viewers total gain going from 0.724 to 1.573 million viewers for an increase of 0.849 million viewers. Ended up being 11th in viewers percentage gain increasing by 117%. This is kind of weird numbers this week. We've been doing incredible with the numbers live plus. Um, seven day two and just reading these numbers it seems like really off compared to what it has been maybe it's just me i think so i mean most of our uh, percentage gains have been well over a hundred percent most weeks so yeah it down a little bit but not a whole lot yeah because going to the finale really we're backing off i don't think so no yeah. i don't think so either weirdness prevails i don't know Yes. Uh, so, Steve, before we jump in completely, <laughs> and before we, you know, of course, give our one sentence review, uh, yeah, yeah. What did you overall feel about this finale? It was pretty much the same as uh, season one's finale. My jaw was on the floor, and I was going, I can't believe I just saw that. Okay, I totally agree with you there. <laughs> Because some of the stuff was like, what just happened? Oh, my gosh. Right. Hold on. So they left enough open where I'm like, okay, what's happening? Crap, I need the books again, which I still didn't read. (laughs) Um, But I I really like this one. And there were a lot of moments that did really shock me. Absolutely. All right. So, Steve, why don't you jump in and read our fantastic recap? (laughs) All right. We have brought you little cakes. Quentin, Elliot, Julia, and Margot enact a risky plan to protect Glory. Penny questions fate while Katie makes a deal to help him. So much going on. I don't even know where to start. I feel like we have to end this, though, with 
Quentin and Alice because that was a pretty big finale moment. So let's start with Penny and Katie. Alrighty. So we have Penny laid up in the hospital and he's pretty ticked off. <laughs> and surprisingly, oh, what what's going on with him? Well, he's probably dying because he has some kind of aggressive magic cancer. What the heck is that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and I love he's like, wait, what? This was not just normal. It wasn't just poison. This was like a cancer. So apparently that's what took the other girl out, right? Even though it was weird and looked like trees growing inside of her. Right. And apparently this is some really heavy stuff because it's something that nobody knows how to deal with even though the entire medical team at Break Bells is working on this. Right. So it had to be something the librarians came up with. Now, do you think it was strictly the librarians, or could they have gotten help? I believe they found it in some really old book that they came across and gathered and said, oh, this would really work well. Let's use this. So Katie's pretty ticked about everything that Penny's going through as well, because he did all of this, got infected, and was it all for naught is the question. Right, because we really don't know. I mean, they Persephone have... took uh, Renard right. and disappeared, but that doesn't mean that he can't return sometime in the near future. Right. I mean, they got the book, they got the answers, but, I mean... She just wanted to kind of run off and hide. Yeah, well, she ran right back into the drugs. That's she could true. not handle it. And when she first sees Penny, it's like, yeah, I'm self-medicating. Now, I don't know why she would go there if she wanted to be with Penny in his last few days or weeks or whatever he has. It just seems like a bad idea. Well, I'm not really sure she knew that it was... Potentially as fatal as it is. Okay. Because Penny just found that out. So because she was off self-medicating, she didn't get that news and probably hasn't gotten that news yet. Oh, see, I was thinking she knew what was going on. Well, no, because he came back with the book, collapsed, and then we saw, see her and Julia at the storm. That oh, they that's created. right. That's right. How did I forget that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think she has an idea that it's possible that he could die because basically she says that, but I don't think it's quite to the understanding that Penny has of it, that it's not just a poison. It's a magical. <laughs> gotcha. Well, I mean, Katie's like, let's go. And Penny's like, listen, we can't just run off. There's stuff that has to be done. Because Penny's like, right. I'm not dying in a hospital bed, so we got stuff to do. And he goes to talk to Elliot. Because, again, they're trying to figure out what to do with Fillory and the insanity happening there after they found out from Umber. <laughs> and, you know, he's trying to figure out. But Penny goes, he's like, listen, I read your book. And I think that kind of freaked out Elliot a bit. Oh, absolutely did. Right. What, huh? What? I have a book? <laughs> you know, and he tells them, okay, you, you've done this, 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 and this. It's not going to work. And Elliot's like, what if it's written? Isn't that, you know, like the word of future? Right. He's like, no, you can change it. And so just do something different. Okay, that's so easy to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it took our little crew 39 times to get to where they needed to be. 
with that, that time loop, how do we know something like that shouldn't be happening with Fillory? Yeah, because you're not talking about just dealing with the beast. You're talking about dealing with the god. Right. So Penny goes to meet up with Katie, and she's like, oh, good. What did she say? I have a portal to Tahiti? Right, yes. She wanted to go spend his last few days on an island. I'm, I'm not exactly against that. No. <laughs> Hey, that would be, you know, and that dead, kind right? of, yeah, that kind of told me that even though she really hasn't come out and admitted it to Penny, that yes, she still has some very strong feelings for him. Well, he had already said it, so I, I guess yes. he kind of felt like she she felt the same way. Right. Well, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them because Katie just seemed like. I gotta go. I can't stay. But like you said, she was self-medicating. So if yeah, she, was she just said that upset, to freaking um, Julia when she saw her. But well, let's talk about Julia and Katie for a sec, then. Right, because as soon as Katie sees Julia, she basically turns and runs the other way. Right, and says, "Hey, tell Penny I'm going to be uh, what did what did you say? Getting her hangover on or something?" Right, doing some self-medicating. Now, I understand her being ticked because of the situation, but Julia did not specifically put Katie in that situation. But I can understand her blaming. I mean, the whole thing was because she was kind of taken over and forced to kill somebody. Right. But I think she would have been okay had they, in turn, taken Reynard out. Yes, that would have... I believe that you're right, that it would have been... Much easier for her to handle Gaines's death at her hands had they accomplished the tasks that they were out to do, and that was to get rid of Reynard. But flip side of that, do you think no matter what happened, even if the final result had been there, would she still have blamed Julia? That's a little more difficult to say. I think it's hard for her to blame Julia for anything because Julia is the one who kept Reynard from raping her, basically. So Katie's kind of caught in this, I want to blame her, but I can't blame her, and that's why she's going to medicate. Okay. I can't deal with these feelings. I mean, Julia was I'm, trying to explain to her, you were the one who was trying to keep me even keel. Right. I appreciate that. And, that. You know, she just seemed still so mad about the whole thing. So I don't know. I feel bad, and who knows how that relationship's going to turn out. Right, yeah. It's very uh, very much in doubt at this point in time. Now, we have Quentin and Elliot, who are having a whole different kind of almost brotherly bond happening this episode. Big time. And Quentin basically was playing big brother and saying, you know, you agreed to be a king, I need you. You're the only one that can be, uh, we need a fanboy real bad. Well, that was Elliot. Yeah, seeing that's Quentin. And that was kind of interesting how that was playing out. Because I feel like we have to do this in tandem. We have, (laughs) um, obviously, they're trying to to save Fillory. So we'll we'll kind of put that on, on hold for a minute and get back to Margo really quick. Margo, Josh, and Fenn. Because we have to talk about these people together. Ben does not want to leave the fairy realm because of her baby, which she has had, apparently. So, fast forward for real. Yes. That was kind of crazy. Margo's like, there's got to be a way. we got to get you out. She's like, I'm not leaving. I need my baby. 
Well, yeah, they're trying to figure out a way to get the get them out, but chances are really good that they're going to have to try to come back for the baby. Yeah. Well, apparently that's just not going to fly with Fen, and Josh is like, no help. I'm no. Sorry. <laughs> He's like, ah, okay then. We'll figure it out and come back for you. It's like, really, Josh? Really? Basically, I wanted a slap at me. It was annoying me this episode. But, Extremely. But we get a whole new thing that happens because apparently they had not officially seen the fairies. They were like skulking around, hiding in the shadows. So all of a sudden, they're in Fen's room, dungeon, I don't know. Dungeon, yeah. <laughs> and one of the fairies pops up. He's like, there you are. The queen wants to see you. Wait. The queen, there's a fairy queen, that's probably not good. No. And we go to see the queen, and the queen is just kind of laying there in a batch full of rose petals. Like, what is this? <laughs> and it's actually the same woman who played the, uh, was it the white fawn? Yes. Earlier. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't realize it was the same woman. Very American Beauty-esque with the bathtub. Right. Like, the perfectly placed rose petals. And she's like, yes. listen... Everything's going to crap. Yeah, we said we'd help, but, you know, you also said you, you agreed to the price. And Margo's like, listen, that was some crap. It was under duress, which I thought was hilarious. Right. somehow I don't think you're going to be able to sue them in Fillory. No, not likely. Right. She's like, listen, you know what? You're annoying me. Take this plant and it'll be a way to summon Ember. Right. And I thought, she's like, what? What am I supposed to do? And Josh, I was like, oh, this smells so good. Uh, really, you pothead? Yeah. And she's like, it'll smell even better to a god. It's like, oh, crap. She's like, listen, grind it up and bake it. And then Margo's like, oh, let me guess. Into yes. little cakes. Little cakes. <laughs> Which she just seemed ticked. And it yes. was funny. But the queen's like, well, the queens, I should say, are arguing, kind of. Yes, they are. And might I say, though, at this moment when I tweeted, I'm like, oh, crap, there's a fairy queen. And then the writer's room's like, no, they're the fairy queen. Yeah, the not in a, all capitals. The. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting and scary all at once. Because what does this mean for us? A whole lot of crap, and we don't know. Right. That They need to be on their way and get back to Fillory so they can make ember happy again so he won't destroy Fillory. Now. But there is a price to pay. There's always the price. Again, quick question. Side note. Now, if Fillory goes under since this is a secondary world, we know people there would disappear. Would the fairies indeed disappear as well? Absolutely. Okay. So the fairies I believe able to everything leave. associated with Fillory would be no more. Hmm. Interesting. So, of course, they go and make their little pot cakes. And, okay, let's do something to try to entice him to show up. Okay, so they have a party, which apparently was the lamest party ever. Right. And everybody's like, that's not the kind of music you should be playing for a really great party. Right. But he shows up nonetheless, all because of the cakes. Yes. Really? Glutton much? Just putting that out there, crazy, crazy happen. Well, because he's out there and he starts, you know, blah, blah, everything sucks. And, you know, Margo and Elliot are like, no, 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 listen, we can make this so much better. You know, the rap thing, that was hilarious. You know? <laughs> and they're trying to go back and forth with this, like, 
no, 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 this was great. This is great. We can make this better. It'll be like a telenovela. Trust me. It'll be all drama all the time. And he's like, eh, I'm bored. Well, our only savior at this point could be his brother, right? Absolutely. And his brother instead has Quentin because Quentin went to go see him. And his brother is like, I'm done with Fillory. I'm completely done with this crap. We are going to go to Pocket Universe Cuba. Right. Which I still think that's funny. Yes. So they're in there and everything is very cube shaped. And it actually reminded me Linear. of Doctor Who. <laughs> yes. You know which episode I'm talking about. Yes, I do. <laughs> and it was so weird. Everything's white and they're in a restaurant. And he's like, try the food. Yes. <laughs> but first of all, white everything and you have spaghetti or linguine, whatever. But it was a red sauce. Right. Right. It was supposed to be something Italian. And I'm just looking at it going, I would not have white everywhere with any kind of red sauce. That would have me too nervous. But that's because I I manage to spill something all the time. I'm a klutz. So I love it. And Quentin's like talking to him because Quentin didn't exactly want to go. And he's like, oh, oh, you misunderstood. That wasn't a request. Bam. Here we are. Right. And it's like, Wow. And you're talking about how your brother is the one who doesn't listen to anybody. Right. Maybe that's not just him. Just a You think? <laughs> and Q's trying to tell him, well, yeah, it's okay. It's just kind of meh. It's bland. There's nothing to it. And he thinks that's like a compliment. Oh, okay, yeah. Bland is good, right? <laughs> no. Bland is not good. Bland sucks. Yes. It's, There's no chaos yes. to it. And it's not even like chaos in in terms of like total insanity, but if there's no flavor to something, it's just flat. Right. How do you enjoy something like that? But I guess if you want everything to be 100% as you want it, I don't know. Right. Ordered. Yeah. I would like a little something, a little surprise, a burst of flavor. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, when you get like awesome chocolate cake. And there's like a like chocolate mousse inside that you weren't expecting, and strawberries. Now I want to go get cake in case you didn't figure that out. <laughs> so I love it because then he puts some on the uh, the tablecloth, and he's like, "There, are you happy? Are you happy now?" I thought he was gonna have a meltdown. It was very close was, to being a meltdown. I was scared for Quentin. But yeah, there was. He's like, "I'm never going back to Fillory," and it was funny because you have Margot and Elliot talking and Quentin talking and basically it's along the same lines then you have both of the brother gods Ember and Umber talking and they're going back and forth and again exact same thing being said about the other right he's boring or the opposite I should say whatever he's boring he's chaotic I don't want to go back because fill in the blank you know and it was like back and forth back and forth and they're like crap this guy is like totally going to destroy this fillery we're so screwed and then you have Umber, like, I don't care. I'm never going back. My, You can't make me my brother. He can just destroy Fillory. And then Q kind of drops a bomb that I was not expecting. He's like, oh, you're already there. Because all this time that we thought, well, nothing's really happening, uh, Julia had apparently followed Quentin, gotten the cube, and taken it to Fillory. Right. Pretty sneaky. Yes, because they used the invisible uh, necklace. See, that's what I didn't understand, because Elliot had asked Julia for it. Right. And I thought that's why Ember didn't realize Elliot was back in Fillory. 
Right. Because he does say something. He's like, wait, didn't I banish you? Yes. So. And he thought that was fantastic. He, oh, that was a curveball I didn't see coming. So that's why I Bravo. was confused. <laughs> so did he actually not have it? He just got to Fillory and then Julia had it the whole time. And that's why Umber couldn't see her. This, yes. This is where confusion sets in for me. Yes. I believe that Julia had it when Quentin went to Umber. And then reveal, you know, revealed it in Fillory when we see Ember and Umber meeting again. Oh, okay. Tossed it to Quentin when she stood up with the sword after Ember takes his brother out. Okay. Yeah, because Ember and Umber kind of started fighting. Well, not kind of. Kind of, sort of, really. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, their plan really backfired at that point because they both kind of brought up the old wounds for those brothers, and they were not thinking fond memories. They were mad because the other one wasn't there. Well, yeah, because apparently, and this I thought was interesting, we find out from Ember that the Beast is the one that told him that Umber was dead. Right. So he had never seen anything himself, and then he was exiled. So it was actually his own brother working with the Beast to disappear. Right. I was really surprised with that one. <laughs> and the fact that he like killed him really surprised me. Yes. And it's like, holy crap. Well, that was unexpected. Did you foresee yourself doing that? No, maybe you should stick around in Fillory then and see what else happens. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, but maybe not so much because we have all sorts of things happening. I mean, Margot and Elliot are still trying to, like, distract him, but that isn't happening. Like you said, Julia ended up with the sword, and <laughs> Emperor's like, oh, oh, you think you can play? Is that what this is? And he was about to. Well, kill her, I guess. Right. And instead, Quentin, like, uses a thing where he gets the sword and he kills Ember. God, they're confusing me with those names. Which, again, he he turns around and he's like, oh, Quentin, always with the surprises. Okay, that was, again, unexpected. Holy crap, but, what happened? Right. And, uh, you know, if they're godless in this place created by gods, how are they going to still be around? That's where well, I was getting confused. It's like, okay, is it only being maintained because he he was alive and he wanted it? That's a good question. You know, most gods are, they'll create something and then they'll kind of move on to the next thing. So, like Elliot told Quentin, you may have just saved the world. Because if Ember isn't there to destroy it like he was planning on, then maybe we're okay. At least at that point in time, you think, okay, maybe they did save Fillory. Until Quentin well, meets back up with... With <laughs> Alice. But wait one more minute. Let's talk about yes. Elliot and Margo real quick, because I kind of skipped past it. The yeah. price that I did not mention, because I was so surprised, was Margo's eye. Yes. I was like, holy crap. Like I, When she's like, the fairy queen's like, well, we'll see each other again soon. I'm like, oh, great. She's just going to come back and be like, all right, now you have to give me your kid or something crazy. Right. I, no. No. Freaking <laughs> I. 
And then, of course, Margot being Margot. I look like freaking, what did you say? Jack Sparrow. Sparrow, if he were played by a man. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? That's too funny. And Elliot comes back with, I was actually thinking more of a fembot Nick Fury. <laughs> she did look great. I mean, who else is going to pull off this, like, sequenced eye patch? patch <laughs> right. I just love that they're back together and friends again. Yeah, I'm not sure you can really say that yet either. I think that relationship is also very tenuous at best. Well, I guess we'll find out soon enough. Right, because uh, <laughs> with the way things end, um, yes, let's get. They're going to have to work together. Exactly. And- exactly. Okay, so let's go to Quentin and Alice so we can explain it because I've been tiptoeing around this. So first of all, we know Quentin is still trying to get Alice to not be what Alice is right now, emo Alice. Right. Which, yes. Basically, he's been emo Quentin, so Quentin. he can't really talk. No. But but he is doing everything he can to make sure that his Alice does return. Now, at first, their first meeting in the episode, not a chance. It got better. Yeah, after... He's able to get back from Fillory. Which is kind of funny, because how does he go and raid Dean Fogg's stash? It's bacon. How about you just go to a store? I mean, right. just a thought there. Is it super magical bacon? Probably. <laughs> well, I, It's the good it's stuff. It's the good stuff, yeah. Maybe it's that thick cut, really good bacon, who knows. Um, but he's like, I know he said soft foods, but this, this is pretty good. And Alice is like, oh, I'm so disgusted. Then also, she's like, sniffs and she's like, oh, bacon. Now, yeah. let's be honest. The way she dived into bacon, if you like bacon, you're pretty much going to act the same way. Oh, yeah. You're going to dive into that plate and be like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm And then, like, licking the grease off her fingers later. Which somehow this turns into, well, sex. Or play. Yeah. How? Okay. I like bacon, but. <laughs> Bacon does not turn into sex at any point for me. I don't know. Hey, if you're out there and that's your thing, all right. I just can't see how it's getting to that point unless it's finally just getting her emotions to come out. But still, that was kind of weird for me. Well, it was the physical contact of him wiping her hands that I think really was the the trigger to bringing her back to being more human than she had been since she's been back. Gotcha. She had forgotten that what that felt like. And just like eating the bacon was a, a human reaction, being touched was also a human reaction that turned on an emotion within her. And, yeah, they do the deed. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Q's like, well, yeah, it's a pretty good day. Not to brag or anything. And then he, this is when weird stuff happens, too. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah, you know, I killed a guy. And she's like, what? He's like, yeah, the, he was going to destroy everybody and kill everyone. I killed him. She's like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm with like, you. oh, crap, she's going to lay a bomb on us. And this is why I'm yes, like, oh, my God, is. Hillary's going to d- explode or something. This is what I was thinking. But that was not what it was. No. These gods have parents. And these parents have ignored us up until now. But now that you've killed their children, they're not going to ignore us anymore. 
Right. Now, this is where I'm like, wait a minute. So they were totally cool with one killing the other? That wasn't a problem? Apparently, they didn't care, or they just hadn't acted in time. Right. Well, apparently, magic flows from a source, and those were the old gods, and the the source can be turned off. And this is when I thought it was kind of funny, because she's explaining it like, listen, they're going to shut us off. And Q's like, what, like a plumber is going to come? Like a Mario brother is going to come and shut it off? Right. And, you know, she's like, uh, yeah. So they get up to go run and tell the professor what's happening. And at that point, it's too late. And we see this guy going and literally opening like a little service hatch Mm -hmm. and turning off what looks like a water flow. Yep. Well, we know that the the wellspring was what they were getting their magic from. Yep. And, oh, oh, crap. This is your water flow. So he's turned it off in Brigville South. Which is weird that he had to do it in specific places, because I would assume that if he turned it off on Earth, it would just turn off. Right. So did you? Well, I have a feeling that because in the ancient times there were some civilizations that were more advanced than others, that they felt like they probably needed to have multiple um, faucets, shall we say? Okay. Well, he managed to pop all around and shut off Earth. Break Bill South, Break Bills are the ones that we see. Walking right into a class, which I thought was weird. Yes. And just look at him, not saying a word. And the teacher's like, uh, excuse me, what are you doing? And he's just looking at him, shutting it off, and then goes. And then, like, everyone instantly knows it's a magic spot because they were floating some stones. Right. They weren't floating no more. No. And they go to Fillory and do the same thing. And Margot and Ellie are like, what the hell? Who are you? Bam. Oh, my God. What just happened? And now they're stuck there. They have no way back to Fillory because. Exactly. No way to. Yeah. Magic's gone. They're stuck on Fillory. Nobody on Earth can get to them. And we also see, which I thought was interesting, and I'm so sorry, guys, I failed to mention. Penny got called back to the library earlier in this episode, even though he's dying, because apparently even dying and death does not excuse work. That's no. pretty harsh. I'm well, not that's why the that contract bad. was to employ him for a million years, even after his death. So, so he's sitting in an aisle, like looking like total crap. Yeah. And our head librarian, whose name escapes me, Zelda. Oh, thank you. Grabs him because everybody's running because the guy's walking in. So apparently they knew who this was. Yes. And they knew what was coming. Maybe had you shared that. With the guy who's trying to help the people help Fillory, this could have been avoided. Exactly. But now you want to be like, we can't tell anybody. Exactly. But they're all able to get out because they hit an emergency exit. Now, we don't know where they went. I thought it was interesting it was an emergency exit. But we have no idea where they went and what happens then to the library and everything in that world. Because all the Mm -hmm. fountains led to another place. Well, assumably all the fountains are shut down. But what happened to the people who were in that world, period? Exactly. So, you know, there's so many questions with that. Now we come back and we see Break Bills is, you know, still teaching students. Somehow Alice and uh, Q make it back from the South Pole, which, how the hell do you right. explain that? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a school down here, actually. Sorry, I, I know you didn't notice that, but, yeah, you know. We caught a plane. Right, weird. They're still practicing everything, even though it's theoretic. 
through your right. medical. I stopped talking. I'm sorry. And you have Josh back. Who, I still want to slap Josh. Yes. And he's like, oh, but on the internet. And they're like, no, listen, there's nothing. There's no magic. This isn't happening. Yeah. But maybe not so much. We don't know because obviously just because there's nothing happening at break bills, you don't know because you did say there's other, you know, ancient societies. So how do we know? Somebody hasn't been able to go above and beyond using the wellspring. Very true. Which we might find out. We might not. Who knows? Blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, my God. I almost forgot. Earlier, Katie went back to ask Marley Matlin's character, whose name escapes me again. I'm horrible with names. Harriet. Thank you. To help Penny. And she's like, okay, I'll help. And, yeah, yeah, he'll be your spy. That's basically how she got it. Right. But. Nothing's been helped at, you know, by the time this episode ended. So at that point, in my opinion, that contract is null and void. It's very possible because we have no idea where Penny is. We don't know where Katie actually is. Well, we expect she's on Earth. Well, yeah, but we don't know what city she's in because she wasn't back at right. school. Right. Yeah, she wasn't in class. So Penny's MIA, Katie's MIA, Quentin and Alice are in school. Elliot and Margot are in Fillory fighting with each other because of the crap that's happening there. Right. Because, hey, all hell's breaking loose because there's no magic and people want to come with pitchforks and chop off our heads. She's <laughs> like, we need to get old school. Listen, we need to do this. Right. And Elliot's not having any of it. He wants to be a democracy and they're just at each other's throats so on how to rule the kingdom. And who knows how that's going to play out. And right. It's getting dicey. Yes, very dicey. So finally, we come to Quentin and Julia. And Julia's like, they're sitting outside of break bills. Right. Which I thought was kind of funny because Q's like, how'd you get in here? Really? Your wards aren't working, remember? It's just a school right. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of like, oh, yeah. So Julia's like, listen, I've well, got to show you something. What What are you going to say? Well, you Quentin's back in, you know, he had his... 30 seconds of feeling like he accomplished something, only to find out he made things worse again. True. So he's back in this, not as bad as poor pity me, but he's just so dejected, he doesn't know what to do. Mm, that's true. And fortunately, Julia's, you can't tell anybody. And at first she starts to try something, and, and yeah, Q <laughs> goes, nothing's going to happen. Just wait a minute. She tries it again, and... We have a spark. Right. So, going back to what I was saying, see, Dean Fogg doesn't necessarily know just because we've seen this with Julia now. So maybe right. magic isn't all gone. The question is, is there still a faucet on somewhere? Or, and I think it's because either you or Natasha had actually said this, Julia learned magic a different way this go-round. So maybe she was never pulling on the wellspring. So which could it be? That is possible. Uh, my initial thought was that because she had carried a demigod for a while, there's some, uh, shall we say, residue still left. Hmm. See, I didn't even that, think about that. Right. And I think that's how she was able to um, do that little thing is that you know, she's got a little bit different DNA now than what our other humans have now and that may lead to her being able to turn the magic back on 
Oh, interesting. That is a really interesting idea, and I wonder how that's going to play out. Yeah, but at this point in time, they they could go anywhere. Right. And with those two producers, there's no telling. (laughs) (laughs) So, ah, it was crazy. I think we touched on everything, even though I was kind of all over the board again. But hey, that's me. You guys know that by now. Come on. Right. And, of course, we got Ember um, doing previously on um That was a really magicians. great opening. <laughs> it sure Especially was. when he was talking about, like, his bucket list. He's like, those brownouts? Me. The rats? Yeah. Me. And he was like... I'm, Cameo. Right. I was <laughs> giggling about it the whole time. Oh, yes. Of course I he was. I thought that was really great. I, I did. I thought it was... Just a perfect way for it to open. Yes. So, I mean, the good thing about this, the beast did, well, I'm sorry, Julia did not turn into the beast or a beast-like right. person because right. she had her shade back. Right. And she is the one that we are going to have hope that she can do something to help with the magic. Right. Because I think her and Alice are probably the most talented of the group. Yes. And most intelligent. So I, that's where my hope lies is that Alice and Julia can come together and figure this out. Well, speaking of Alice, we don't know what's happening to Alice because. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. I don't remember his name. The Niffin that she was find, trying to find so hard and she right. did find and apparently was working with him. Yes. Came to find her. So we know there's still magic in the world, but he's dying. Right, because the there isn't magic. Well, there's enough that he's still a Nithim. I mean, wouldn't you think that they would just completely disappear? Not initially, no. Well, he does also say that the other magical creatures were still around. Right. Vampires and the dragons and everything, they're still there. But he does say because they had did magic differently, they were not pulling on the wellspring. Right. So there's magic in the world. Mm-hmm. Because apparently... Niffin Alice pissed off somebody who had magic because now he just came to warn her a little bit that, um, yeah, they're coming after you. Right. So do we think that it's because it was the lamprey? Was it that little kid thing in the sandbox that she had killed or something that we seen off screen when she was a Niffin? I think it was something off screen as a Niffin. Okay. Because even he seemed to get a kick out of what she was doing. Well... So I think it was when they were together, but she killed whatever this was family, and it ain't happy. And it knows that she's not a Niffin anymore, so it's coming to get her. And that's the last thing we see, is all of a sudden, the Niffin disappears. Loud sound, Alice throws her books and runs. Right. It's like, well, this is probably not good. Right. I don't know where we're going. There's so much, like you said, so many different ways we can go. And none of our people are together, and that just kind of worries me. Extremely. Now, we didn't get our uh, whimsical death that uh, Ember was so uh, wanting to uh, have, mm-hmm. but all but two are kind of not in a good place. Right. And remember we mentioned, or I, I brought it up about the sh- the witch, in Fillory, the right. Sugar Witch. He brings it up at the beginning. He's like, and I led Quentin to the Sugar Witch. So she has got to play a part. It's oh, yeah. He says, be- I know that'll pay off later. Uh-huh. <laughs> because I was like, wait, we just said that. 
Yes. So, all right, guys. Craziness abounded this season. I am really excited to see what happens. Now, again, I ask anybody who has read the book, send me something about how close it followed the books, if I should read them, do I need to power through all of them before the season comes back? Not that it's that, you know, hard to, to read the books because we have, what, six, seven months? Yeah. Actually, unfortunately, and I guess we should address this, it may well be a little bit longer only because of the potential writer strike that's, ha- like, looming right now. True. Very true. Because this is going to possibly affect some of our shows coming up. Uh, I know this is, we found out actually last night that it more than likely will be affecting Preacher, which is one that Jess and I talk about here on Fangirl Zone. Because uh, right. right now they only have eight in the can, they said. I was at a panel last night. If this does affect it, I mean, obviously we don't know when it would come back. They did say it's coming back. So it might just push back the start date. Right. Which I believe is why when they did post at the very end, the magicians will return in 2018. They didn't give a definite time. But right. fingers crossed, the strike maybe won't even happen or it would be very short because unfortunately you've seen in the past how the writer strike can truly drag kill, on kill shows. <laughs> yes. One that I really loved was Reaper and yeah, it happened right at the time and that's what killed that one. Um, so let's keep hoping that it'll be done or that a lot of it is already written because if it's already written, we'll at least get some episodes, but hopefully the Writers Guild will come to, you know, a, a really great negotiated contract. So right. fingers crossed, everybody. All right. And, but here's some good news that we have. For those of you who listen to us talking about Winona Earp, Winona Earp is coming back. They're coming back shortly. And I was lucky enough to go to a panel at C2E2, and I got to see the the showrunner, Emily. Andrews. Why do I always screw up her last name? We love you, Emily. The creator, Bo. And, uh, let's see. A certain Mr. The man of Winona. Yes, a certain Mr. Dull. Was it build? <laughs> Shamir. Uh, a Mr. Doc. Tim Rosen. I always want to call him Tom, though. And the <laughs> new guy, who we keep putting in parentheses, because they joked around saying his name was Jeremy, and I don't know if it's really his name, because they kept <laughs> saying, like, goofy stuff, like, maybe Jeremy is an orc and that you know so maybe he works for black badge and he walks around in a white coat and a hoodie all the time so uh varun but we got all of them to sign a poster for you know our herpers and we are going to be doing that as a giveaway we should have that uh mailed out to the winner then which we'll put it up within a month's time before the new season comes and i was told in the panel which will be up hopefully soon on our YouTube page, that we should expect crazy, awesome things to happen. Way Hot yes. is in question because of how it ended last last season. Right. But they wouldn't give us spoilers. Of course not. Even though there was a lot of fun happening in the panel. Like I said, you'll have to watch it for yourself. We did not do the Q&A session, so we didn't know how well some of the acoustics was, were going to be. But you'll be able to watch the panel and... Like I said, they are awesome. They are really excited and they're looking forward to tweeting with everybody again. So make sure you tune in. So don't forget, like I said, write us, fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Check out the webpage, www.fangirlzone.com, the Facebook page. Tweet with Steve and I on at FGZ Podcast. 
Don't forget to rate and review us on all the platforms. And we really appreciate you guys listening to us. There's been so much fun over the season just watching it and then talking to you guys. Especially the writer's room who almost trolls us with their little little tweets. <laughs> and and I, us, not just the Fangirl Zone. I mean, everybody who tweets with them because, oh, they just leave you little breadcrumbs. Makes yes. It crazy. So, for this episode of Fangirl Zone, I'm Sean fangirl And I'm Steve. Screwing up is inevitable. <laughs> and there are some fuck-ups you can never unfuck. <laughs> oh, just like this right now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Until next time.